you, your farm, your future, and most importantly, your time matter to us. Welcome to the Dairy Streamlit, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations fighting for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. The Dairy Streamlit is a compressed, high-level overview of a Dairy Stream episode. We focus on opportunities and challenges impacting the future of dairy. I'm your host, Joanna Guza. PFAS, or Forever Chemicals, has recently made headlines and there has been some focus on the dairy community. The longer version of this episode is available on March 1st, where our guest dives more into the topic, which I highly recommend that you listen to. Our guest today is Courtney Briggs. She's the Senior Director of Government Affairs at the American Farm Bureau Federation, and her portfolio encompasses the Clean Water Act and conservation issues. She's also worked with dairy farms that have been impacted by PFAS. Courtney, if you could start off by telling us what are PFAS chemicals, and they're also commonly known as forever chemicals. PFAS chemicals are a family of chemicals made up of thousands of different chemicals, and they're used in everyday products. They're used in water-resistant, grease-resistant, stain-resistant items uh, like your Gore-Tex jackets, your Scotchgard items, uh, food packaging. They're used in uh, thousands and thousands of everyday products. They are also used in uh, AFFF, which is firefighting foam um, that are generally used at DOD facilities and in airports. Uh, They are known as forever chemicals because they do not break down naturally in the environment. Um, Their chemical bonds are so tight that they do not break down. And unfortunately, we've seen that they are naturally traveling through the environment. And I always like to say I'm an optimistic person. So there, there has to be a reason why PFAS, you know, their initial intention had to be good. So what was that initial intention for PFAS and how have they become a problem in the dairy industry? Initial intent of the of the use of the chemicals were to produce all of these, you know, various everyday products. Uh, but unfortunately, because the chemical does not break down and it has generally traveled through our water supply um, to various other areas of the country, Um, it's become a problem in the dairy industry because you have milk cows that are drinking contaminated water. Um, and unfortunately it's, uh, you know, coming out in their, their milk products. What changes could be made to help farmers and processors with this issue? And are there any regulations being considered that could affect the dairy industry? Well, there are many regulations, uh, that are under consideration, both at the federal and, and state level. And, you, you know, un- unfortunately, some of it is, uh, you know, heavy handed, uh, especially from the federal government regulations that could present some issues for our, our producers. But as far as changes that could be made to, to help farmers and producers, I think there needs to be a recognition that farmers do not use this chemical. Um, it is coming to them. I I, I call us uh, passive receivers. It is coming to us naturally through the water supply. Um, so, you know, we think that the producers, the manufacturers, uh, the people who rely on the use of this chemical should be the ones uh, responsible for uh, for cleanup, not our milk producers. Can you share your experiences working with other farms in in New Mexico and Maine that have 
have experienced a PFAS contamination? Yeah, so I've talked to farmers in New Mexico. I've talked to farmers in in Michigan and Maine who have been, essentially their operations have been shut down um, due to PFAS contamination. Unfortunately, it's a it's a devastating thing. Not only are you losing the production often of your land, but you can't bring your products to market. You sometimes have a farm field that is completely devalued because of PFAS contamination. And unfortunately, these their businesses are completely devastated. In the dairy context, there is an indemnity program that allows for the federal government to help farmers who are are dealing with PFAS contamination, but we're seeing this pop up in many other facets of agriculture, and unfortunately, that infrastructure um, isn't in place right now, and and that's something that we're working to correct. Final question for you, Courtney. What is still unknown or unclear about the topic of PFAS? So much. So much is unclear (laughs) or unknown. There is still a considerable research underway um, as it pertains to PFAS, um, there are so many open questions about, uh, you know, what are the health impacts of of PFAS? How does it how does it travel through the water supply? Does it stick to organic material? These these questions we're learning along the way um, how PFAS interacts in the environment and how it impacts agricultural production. Courtney Briggs, Senior Director of Government Affairs at American Farm Bureau, is our guest. You can listen to the longer version, which I highly recommend because this was just a surface level touch of the topic of PFAS contamination and possible implications of dairy. That long version is going to be available on March 1st. I'm Joanna Guza. Thank you for tuning in to the Dairy Streamlit. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, email us at podcast at dairyforward.com.